They say reading is fundamental. And by doing so, you have the opportunity to explore more of a topic than what you already understood about a topic. And so in my preparation for this podcast, mentally, I thought I was pretty sound. But as you heard me a few weeks ago, give T's and P's, honestly, to my boy Marcus, one of my mentors, for his book that he released. Once I had the opportunity to read it, <laughs> not that it changed my perspective on this topic, but it definitely enlightened me and gave me more to express when speaking on this topic. This is episode four, The Alpha Setting. Welcome to the Complicatedly Misunderstood Podcast. Understood podcast. I'm your boy CO. Let me begin like I've been beginning by giving T's and P's when necessary and when definitely deserved. So I'm giving a gigantic T to my extended friends and family that I had the opportunity to break bread with down at Mardi Gras and Mobile, Alabama. My in-laws are fantastic. So it was my first time going to Mardi Gras. And, oh, by the way, like I just mentioned, it was not in New Orleans. It was in the birthplace of Mardi Gras, which is Mobile, Alabama, established in 1703. Now, what was really amazing to see, because my wife's from that culture it's been a while since she's been home, but she definitely understands where she's from. But what was amazing to see is how an entire community, I mean an entire community, black, white, and everything in between, comes together to celebrate something of heritage for their city. And we were even blessed even more because her mom lives right in the heart of town. And the parades come right through her neighborhood. Like literally walk down the street, go down a few steps and boom, you're on the road in which the parade is going to proceed. And man, oh man, <laughs> do you see some spirited individuals um, cheering, clapping, uh, having a good time, good music's playing. Uh, people are, you know, cooking up food. The smells are amazing. Um, and so it was just an experience to be had. Uh, and I'm glad that I got to do it in that setting. Um, not saying that I would never want to do the New Orleans version of that, but I hear it's much different, much, much different. And so I would like to shout out Mama Jackson, my sis Meek, uh, my nephew Tristan. Um, I'm going to call her <laughs> his fiance, but uh, Kiara, um, their child, Bree. Oh, my. Me, I'm messing up their child Aubrey. Then I would like to shout out my niece Bree. Okay, there we go. Um, goodness gracious, uh, Kara, call her birthday twin because we share the same birthday. Uh, P, Keisha, oh man, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but uh, I apologize if I do. Uh, of course, Jared, which is uh, Meek's uh, husband, so yeah, he showed me a great time. When I was down there posting pictures of reading my book and having my morning coffee, I was sitting on his back patio or, as they call it in the South, a sunroom. It was an amazing experience, like a real relaxation moment. So I can't thank them enough for just showing me a good time. And uh, Vacations are always awesome, but sometimes you do too much. And on this vacation, I didn't do <laughs> much of shit. 
enjoy the parties every night, but got to kick it and relax during the daytime. So to my family, nothing but teas. Now, peas, back to Marcus again. Because not only was I just commending him on his literary genius, but the fact that after reading the book, I'm left filled, like fulfilled. <laughs> like, I mean, you get to explore a lot in this man's writing. Um, he has an amazing ability to create a setting in which you can place yourself within it based on your own life. And, of course, he doesn't know everyone's life, but the way he expertly um, develops and describes archetypes and the way that he'll give you um, a small dramatization or a little dialogue, um, if you will, it puts you in a place of being (laughs) in those very moments, Um, whether that's with your spouse, with a parent, with a friend, And so this second book, again, titled A Father's Heart, A Daughter's Guide to Masculinity, um, had an array of different target areas. Um, Like I said, it's this book is primarily, as using his words, primarily written um, for women to try to help them understand um, males and some of our limitations and but not on a Steve Harvey type kick not nothing like that but uh he's writing it in protection of his daughter preparing her for once she's a young woman and gets into the world of dating and wanting to get married and so on and so forth but what's amazing is (laughs) as a married man two times over this time at 15 years i'm still you know seeing myself in his words and looking at some of my limitations and understanding a bit of my own upcoming and why I seen the world the way I seen it. Um, and even though I thought I expressed this in my own words, in my own books, and have talked to you know several therapists and talked about a number of different things, you never know what you're going to learn. Um, so again, that's why I began with reading is fundamental because lo and behold, <laughs> my very topic, the alpha setting, is something that he and I had briefly discussed, but I had no idea he had developed um, such a, a, a deep uh, description of both the alpha male, the beta male, and the sigma male, which I knew nothing about. So coming into this podcast, I did a slight shift. Um, you won't know the difference between my notes, um, but I am slightly leaning in a different direction from my original thoughts. But that's neither here or there, because we're going to jump into that uh, right here in a second. But, again, peace to Marcus Simmons um, on his amazing second book. Um, Go out there and pick it up on Amazon. Again, it's entitled A Father's Heart, A Daughter's Guide to Masculinity. And for us fellas, don't get caught up on that last little bit of subtitling. Trust me, either whether you're a father, whether you... (laughs) care to even think about having kids um there's something in it for you um so again don't let the the title throw you off now as we jump into this um some research will tell you look at me i can't even talk (laughs) some research get your words together clyde will tell you um that most people describe themselves as an alpha basically coming from what they feel the description of the wild and alpha represents. So we can think lions, tigers, bears, oh my, if you care to. Um, But see, in the wild, right, certain features, physicality, uh, depending on the animal, their actual appearance, so a lion has a distinct mane. um, And then just the nature of the animals themselves will primarily dictate the stature of who's alpha and who's not. But the piece that's really missed in the human element is the environment around them. Now, using lions, right? I think we all can go to 
that is the most descriptive, distinctive version of alpha if <laughs> if we uh, really put our minds on it. Like when somebody says, well, what is an alpha male? I think that the lion image is the first thing that comes to mind. But immediately what happens is the alpha that has talking lion that has put themselves in front of the pride and put themselves in front of all of the other lionesses and other male lions dominates the atmosphere in a number of different measures. One, it's going to kill all cubs that are not his. Learn this today in a conversation with Marcus. Secondly, by exerting himself, the environment around him will either adapt or he will, hate to use this term, have to victimize more of them. <laughs> so there's this bruteness, this, this, this violence that has to ensue initially to set the pace, set the tone. Now, I mean, there's probably different measures in society, society where we can probably pull um, to kind of, I guess, correlate the same. I mean, if you watch movies, you could think of the top, like New Jack City. Okay, everything I described with that lion was kind of like the transition to the top for Nino Brown. Like, he had to victimize people. He had to be violent. He had to put himself out there. He had to show that I am the dominant one here. And then the environment around him adapts. But what I found out, what I think, what's complicatedly misunderstood in my world is... Perhaps maybe I've always thought that's how it was done. Perhaps I've always kind of figured that the loudest, the most aggressive, size matters, all these other things, attribute to an alpha sense. And then from that, people just, <laughs> for lack of better terms, get down or lay down. But then when you start to reflect on your life, I mean, if you know me, I'm one of the shortest people you ever meet. Not like midget status, but I'm shorter, right? I'm five, six and a half, five, seven on a good day. Um, but I do have the presence of a leader. I'm not the most violent guy. Sure, I have a protective nature, and I can absolutely put that into play if need be, but that's not the way I was raised. I was afraid of a lot of things. I was afraid of confrontation. If you've read my books, you know that. Um, but one day enough's enough and then things change. Sticking to the moral of where I'm going is the things that I thought defined alpha to include knowing who I was never correlated. See, my leadership, natural ability to lead, whether that's in sports or just in general practice, never, I guess, sat with me as this is an alpha trait. And though I like to have a good time, though I'm somewhat rambunctious and I can be uh, <laughs> very flamboyant, not arrogant, but, you know, just alive, having a good time, uh, not afraid to, to get out there and, and, and dance and mess around and whatever. To be vulnerable, I guess is another way to say it. Um, I never seen how people saw that. Right, like I've been told, I have an alpha presence by men and women, and what I've always thought is that's something that had to be projected. I don't run around saying I'm an alpha male, and there's nothing wrong with anybody who does that. But I think what Marcus talks about in his book is that's what's pseudo alpha male presence, and it got me to thinking, right? Because I'm going somewhere with this. We just got to dance this dance. There's a lot of things that the pseudo-alpha or pseudo-individuals in general have to project for their own insecurities, you know. And trust me when I say this, I'm not painting a broad brush. You dress the way you dress, fine. You drive what you drive, fine. But certain qualities, right, often give you a false sense of self, it makes you feel as if you're 
you're secured in some kind of way, which I think truly covers an insecurity. Um, and so you can use these things to help try to define your persona, define who you are as a person, and stand your ground on what makes you alpha. Then <laughs> it's not until someone calls you on it that either, A, you take it personally, you find it offensive, or you have a moment of accountability where you take a step back and you realize, oh, shit, someone's seeing through my bullshit, and rather than run from it, maybe I should face it head on and understand that perspective. This is where I'm going to take you. I love listening to people express things. Sometimes it's in your mind already, and it just doesn't have the ability to come out cleanly. And then other times, you're not even focused or even thinking about it in any way, shape, or form. And then it's an aha moment. Well, this was a little bit of both for me. Private athletes more so. If you can get to a point in your career where your name becomes bigger than anything you can purchase, there's your value. Wow. My name itself, Ocho Cinco at one point, even still to this day, is bigger than, why am I driving a Ferrari? Why am I driving a Rolls Royce and I'm Ocho? Oh, we talk about jewelry and watches and chains. Never bought real anything when I was playing. Never. What was the point? I went to Claire's. So all, so went, all yeah, you do? You, yes. For what? What am I doing it for? The women don't deal with you anyway because of who you are. Right. And then the other women who are really doing their homework don't Google how much you're making already. Right. Why am I buying a $50,000 watch, $80,000 watch? What time is it real quick, please? It's uh, 20 minutes to four. How much that cost me? It cost you nothing. Because time is free. So yeah. what I'm paying for, for? Right. For what? I'm Ocho. What's the point? Right. There's nothing I can buy that's bigger than my name alone. So it made no sense. But everybody's caught up in image and looking a certain way and being rich. It's me. It's pointless. You know how hard it is to live like that all the time consistently and be fly every day? Yeah. Jewelry and... Listen, eras of rappers. Think about the era before, before us. Right. Everybody was flashy, stunned, stunned. And after 10 years, what happens? They ain't flashy, they ain't stunned. No, you, you can't. It's impossible to sustain. Right. It's impossible. People, social media. Well, if I spin this bag, I'm going to just go make it back. It ain't like you think. No. And people, they think the cure and the, problem, the fix for the problem is, well, give me more money, I'm going to be all right. Well, the more you make, the more you spend. Right. If you have no discipline and no structure. Yes, absolutely. Every time. Yes. Every time. Well, just give me more and more. No, the more you get, the more you're going to spend. And people ain't going to listen because we are caught up in looking a certain way, living a certain way, trying to appease others who don't really care nothing about you. Yeah. Just to say, oh, I got it. Wow. Well, sh I got it too and I had it for almost 30 years. I done saved what? 80, 83% of my salary. I don't need validation from nobody on the outside. That's another downfall. In society, we always need validation and acceptance from others. Don't try to live a lifestyle that you know you can't afford. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Now, there's a lot of gems in that. And one might be asking, well, he said a lot of good things, but what's the direct relation to alpha, alpha male, alpha setting? Because as he talked about in several different ways, the way we carry ourselves, the way we think people see us is what gives us this false sense of, like I mentioned before, security or this false sense of self. But in all actuality, the environment that's around you, just like the environment that helped develop you, helped develop you truly has given you the know-how, the ability and the qualities of an alpha, beta, sigma male, if we're only talking about male. And oh, trust me, we're going to break down the female thing here as well. And so what that means is you never have to put on a show for anybody. You never have to carry yourself in a certain way. It's naturally innate in you. But again, Marcus will tell you, as I mentioned earlier, he believes that all males are born with it, right? Um, and so... The environment, though, dictates whether or not the truth in it will stay. And, I mean, we can see that all the time. And most everything we do, our natural instinct is to protect. He talks about that on this book. It, it, our natural instinct is to problem solve. He talks about that 
in our book as well, in his book as well. But ultimately, when you just break it down to the nuts and bolts, those things don't always secure you as an alpha. And why this is important is because when it comes to the male-female dynamic, many women will try to describe what an alpha male is, and then I feel like they then misconstrue <laughs> the, I guess, the product, the end, the final phase of what that looks like, which then has a bunch of males doing the dance, wearing the clothes, driving the car, uh, wearing a certain cologne, ha- looking for the certain, certain social and business profile, and on and on and on and on to meet that misconstrued version of alpha male which then throws off the entire dynamic because lo and behold in the world that we live in now yes um women are definitely seen in a more independent non-reliant light which is not an awful thing by no means but perhaps what they feel they have not seen or gotten from a male they try to adapt in themselves. And then there's a, a false sense of that alpha security um, that they then present. Because being a boss, being independent, taking care of your responsibilities, holding it down, not needing a man to pay your bills and this and that and the other are none of the qualities, <laughs> in my opinion, just my opinion, that secure the alpha complex. In all honesty, you know, you project what you say you don't want in a guy when you do that. And then you'll never have a guy match you on that because no guy, as Marcus illustrated to me, wants to compete in a dominant fashion with a woman because it's not natural. It's not of the natural order of things. So we will, I won't say bow down and back away, but... By backing away, we just say, you're not for me. Now, I don't want to get too much into relationship dynamics because this is not what this podcast is about. But this is a problem that we constantly have when it comes to males and females. There's like this silent competition between us that continues to destroy the dynamic between the genders. And I think it's based off of a bunch of false things, a bunch of things that are pitched by the media, a bunch of things that are pitched by what we allocate our time to, whether that's movies, um, what we read, uh, you know, what our social media is showing us. And it just destroys the the natural beauty of the male-female dynamic and what we're supposed to be. And I'm just talking about, you know, in relationships that is when you're, you know, married or in a very long-term real relationship i'm just talking about just having conversation and being around each other and understanding each other's place in the world and no i'm not talking about okay well let's take it back to when women couldn't do anything outside the home and males were looked at as being the primary caregivers of their family or I'm sorry, the primary breadwinners in the family. And so they're going to go out into the world and work and come home and expect a meal and the kids are squared away. And then later on, you know, me and her are going to have some adult time, rinse, repeat for 40, 50, 60 years in a row. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about just the ability to, no kidding, embrace what the other is. See, we need each other, right? And it's not just for reproduction we need each other because there's a a beautiful harmonial balance when the male female dynamic works right but we tear each other down and we destroy each other and then from that what you weren't I then say I'm looking for in the next partner but in a lot of ways I create that own little missing piece myself and I gravitate away from maybe what I'm saying I want, and I project what I say I want it, but I do it in such a fucked up way that I don't even understand it. I think that's what all this independence and shit has done to some ladies, right? Not painting a broad brush like I'll constantly say, but I feel like that's done that in a way because 
man, this sounds fucking crazy, and I'm probably going to get some heat from this. But why are you glorified for doing exactly what a male has been taught from birth to do? Provide, uh, have some type of work ethic slash mentality. Create, problem solve. And when I say create, I'm talking about create opportunities for themselves. Um, that type of thing. And basically all that stuff is bestowed upon us silently or very much verbally or however. But we're always thrust into this. This is what you will do as a male. I don't. I don't think that's equally balanced <laughs> when it comes to the female dynamic of this is what you will do as a female. Um, because nowadays that'll get you fucking canceled and that'll get you fucked up. <laughs> like straight up but uh that's just the kind of the world that we live in right now so i think that dynamic throws us off so first we have to stay on topic alpha setting debunk the stereotypes like i just talked about like yes we may be able to have connections to the wild and many similarities but ladies alpha males don't have a certain depiction size physicality height deep depth of voice, like crazy shit. It has nothing to do with that. You know, truly, it's a mindset. It's the way you carry yourself. I played Ocho Cinco because that was a mindset. You know, a male and or female who's really in tune to what he has to say may lock in and say, hell yeah, he's projecting an alpha sense of himself because look how he sees the world and look at, not just the confidence that's displayed in his words, but the action and the meaning behind why those words are important. He didn't feel like he had to sell himself to anyone by, you know, ponying up tons of money to look apart. When in all actuality, he's like, I've worked my ass off. I've determined who I am. And my name is my name, right? Like we heard that in songs. My name is my name. Um, and, this guy went <laughs> so far to change his name from Chad Johnson to Ocho Cinco that further cemented his name. And uh, it's wild to think that you never know what you know until you know. Fake jewelry, Claire's, <laughs> come on, man. Like, not, I mean, you'll see some shit and think some shit. But in all actuality, uh, people have their own version of that same shit. So I take the Target versus Gucci guy. That's me. <laughs> I'm not sitting out here trying to dress to impress in a way where I need to post pictures and say my drip is is the greatest. You know what I mean? I think that I do well, but there's never been a certain outfit that costs a certain price that defines who I am as far as being distinguished any, in any certain kind of way, established in any certain kind of way. You know, to me, it's just clothing. And there's a setting and a time and a place for each style of clothing. But that doesn't come with a name. Gucci because of a gala. You know what I mean? That type of thing. For me, it's what's comfortable, what feels good. And ultimately, myself, me, I make the outfit. So whether it's Target or Gucci, no one cares about that name. They care about my name. So I, man, I'm telling you, that resonated heavily. And then just being able to, I guess, step away from it all and having, like I mentioned earlier, that accountability setting to help you define that alpha setting. Why do you do the things that you do? How does that portray to others, right? Because if you're, if you're trying to gain a certain response by the way that you air quotes, carry yourself, the way that you dress, the way that you say things, um, so your vernacular, those type of things. If that's supposed to project a certain thing, why do you feel that? Is the insecurity that you came from not much? And in order to become something, you've read that you need to be able to do these things and that'll make you this type of person? Maybe. Or maybe it's because you come from another line. Right. Where you've just seen, you know, a certain 
blueprint, father, grandfather, whoever, and their qualities now have to define you because you've seen their success. And by seeing their success, that's made you feel that they were also an alpha or you could be a woman in this case. All right. Like there's some girl power out there that you can follow and make you feel that this is the way to get to that. Um, but yet again, I go back to the wild. How does everybody else around you see you? Because in the wild, it's them that's defining the alpha. Sure, he's projected it, talking about the one male lion, but without their buy-in, without them seeing him in that light, despite everything else, all the other shit is just for shits and giggles. Hence the different degrees of, I guess, the male, if we're just talking about him. But I'm sure there's a, a qualifying <laughs> a qualifying action that gives women the same beta characteristics, sigma characteristics that Marcus talks about. And that was very interesting to me, just to understand the differences. Because what's wild is nobody ever says I'm a beta male, right? Nobody would ever hang their hat on being a beta and or sigma male. Nobody. <laughs> like, that doesn't even roll off the tongue. But in the heartbeat, by being accountable, just like we just talked about, and understanding what those qualities are, pronouncing yourself like Chad Johnson did or Ocho Cinco, however you want to address him, would give you a certain confidence in that, and then you would know who you were. And that would not make you the lesser of a person. But I think that the way the the male-female female dynamic goes, if I only understand one and the one is the one that everybody swears they are, then the other ones are obsolete. And it wrecks relationships, <laughs> it wrecks friendships, and it usually gets people disqualified from being in a relationship or friendship right away because, oh, like, you don't have this in you. But the good shit that you do have in you Nobody cares about. Hence, only understanding side A, if there's a side B and C. It's not a fair thing. And I think that that's sometimes what women see in guys. Oh, well, he's too soft. He's not a decision maker. He's a pushover. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't assert himself in a room. What's amazing about the alpha male qualities, when you actually break them down and jump into them, is that, Alphas amongst alphas are still alphas. So who's the beta? It really depends on what's going on. So what I mean by that is if I'm a confident individual and I and I can control a room and all this shit is natural to me, I don't have to fake it. I don't have to force it. It's natural. If I'm still in a situation where I'm not the subject matter expert and maybe the beta guy or the sigma guy <laughs> is, in that scenario, a quick power shift has occurred because wisdom gives you confidence. And in that moment, right there, remember we talked about moments before, there's a switch that says as an alpha, you can also gain wisdom and listen and sit the hell back and allow somebody to teach you something or explain something or even you know, give you a true definition of something that you have nothing, no know-how about. But you could be a fool if you think, oh, I can speak as elegantly or as eloquently, that's a better word, as that individual on a subject I know nothing about. And sure, that would be this alpha quality coming out in you, but it would be kind of a goofy one, if you know what I mean. So what I'm saying is, that power can shift, so you can still very much be alpha, but not be the man that knows everything about the situation. Take a seat back, respect the wisdom that you're getting, and not have it be some kind of character flaw. And I think that's further understanding, like, the human dynamic, further understanding yourself, further diving into what it is to be this or what it is to be that, and then knowing how to walk in that. Humility is a lot. It's everything sometimes. 
And I think that there's a lot of overconfident individuals that are trained from basically birth, and I'll speak to males directly here, that competition is everything, right? And asserting yourself and applying this work ethic that makes you the best at everything is the only way. And that though you will fail, um, succeeding is getting up over and over and over and keep trying, keep pursuing, and keep aiming for the top. And all this shit is great uh, material, great uh, things to kind of help build you. But there's a time when you understand where to apply these tactics versus just living by a standard. I mean, to me, that's walking blindly through the world. Well, these are the things that were given to me as values. These are the things that molded me. These are the things I were taught were important and nothing else around or outside of them matters. So this is how I approach every situation. You're going to definitely walk aimlessly through the world. And for every time that you, you know, finally hit on something and do a good job, (laughs) there's probably 10, 15, 20 other times you missed on something that you could have been much better at. So, again, going back to that alpha setting, sure, it's switched to on from birth because of certain things, protectiveness, problem solving, that type of thing. But there's other times when it's okay to take a back seat. And, again, it's no character flaw. So when you understand that there's different versions of people, now I'm talking to the unity here, male and female, there's different versions of people. What does that do to this conversation. I think there's this struggle or this fight (laughs) for supremacy of why, which to me is kind of ridiculous. One thing that, that, that blows my mind, right? And uh, again, this is taking no shots at anybody. It's just something that I've seen in certain relationships, right? So let's, let's say same sex relationships and I'm not picking on women, but this is, Usually where you see this, a woman will say, you know, a guy is all of these things that have become a turnoff for her. A list could be very long (sighs) and it can go all the way down to just how they carry themselves, the way they dress, the whole fucking nine. But then you'll see them get in a relationship with a woman that depicts these very same traits. And the conflict of it all is really wild to me because you'll watch the woman carry herself like a man, but be pretty much, I don't know, what's the right word? Uh, the it, it despises her to think about being with a man, but she has this characteristic of a man. But yet she's with a woman that's more feminine, softer and the whole thing, and then that dynamic works for them. Nothing wrong with that. But it's just like, that's the same image that most women paint that they don't want, but they find it in a woman. And that's what makes me think the complicatedly misunderstood part about this is, has that alpha awareness that you, you know, you have targeted, has that given you some type of weird misconstruction of what it really looks like? You know what I mean? Because you don't want this in a guy, but you go and find the exact same thing in a woman, and then that's not even a question. But it's probably, I guess, honestly, inherently based on she be, her being a woman and you guys being able to understand each other in a different way than the male could project because he was a male. So just because she may have looked like him doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying, she understood you, talking to the woman now, like this other woman does. And I've, I've had conversations with people that I've called friends. It's been years, but I remember when I was in Korea and I was getting a whole breakdown on how, you know, that dynamic was. And I was like, wow, like I'm getting educated here. But I still think that, you know, somebody's conceptualization of that could be slightly off. But who am I to dictate or determine what, somebody's think, what somebody thinks? But it was, it was very interesting to hear that, you know, you know, just because she looked apart and carried herself a certain way, there was still this other side that we didn't see talking about males. But really what she was saying, what I was saying is, is that was because she was a woman and they understood each other differently. I don't know. Blew my fucking mind. <laughs> but 
staying on tar- on track here. Like I feel like that's what happens a lot. We characterize things, something as simple as an alpha setting, as a beta setting, as a sigma setting. And then that becomes either a positive thing for you, a negative thing for you, or something that you can't even really describe that just keeps you in this weird place. And you can do that with a lot of bunch of different other shit in the world. And I think the world is becoming much more difficult to navigate because of situations like this. Like, but there's no expression really of what people really feel. We just allow some mystery individual or some mystery <laughs> uh, situation to determine how we should feel. This is an example of this, right? Like, it, it really is. Now, I am doing nothing for his book because I'm completely in my own thought process right now. But I'm telling you, if you take a look at a father's heart and he, he gives you the breakdown of what you know, each version of alpha male is and what is usually um, conflicted as and what it's really not versus really what it is, you will learn a tremendous amount. So I'm going continu- to continually plug that book. You can find it on Amazon, A Father's Heart. Now, all of this has a reason and a purpose. <laughs> and as I get ready to close, that reason... And that purpose is because I have sons, right? I have a daughter too, but I have sons. And my sons have to understand, honestly, not being biased, but honestly, they have to understand who they are more than my daughter has to. Hear me out. Now, don't don't start coming from my neck. Just hear me out. So my sons are going to allow, it's just the nature of the beast, a number of different things to help determine, dictate, whatever, who they are. Did they play sports? Um, Shit, let's take the hard one, but the really, really straightforward one. Are they heterosexual or are they homosexual? Like, these type of things will define a male much more than I think, just my opinion, the things that define women. And so why this is important, because I don't want them to get caught up in something that's very conflicted and they have no idea how to even understand it to then be able to express it. And then they walk through this world not knowing who they are and saying that type of shit when they're 30, 35 years old, when all when all they really have to do is reflect on the person that they want to be, the person that they know themselves to be, and not worry about the way the world sees them. Man, look, I really wish it was fair, right? And I think sometimes we have to tread water to make sure we're being fair when we're talking about the male-female dynamic. But it ain't fair. That's the truth, right? So, you know, we can talk about that with race, and I think that it's easier explained and accepted because we understand that it's been a fucking divide between black and white since we both stepped on this continent. But when we talk about this, it can almost be like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. And oh my God. But man, there's so many lanes you can go go into this, right? And I'm not going to steal gems because I'm saving them for later. But me and Marcus had an amazing conversation about just how marriage goes. And who determines and dictates how that goes or who determines and dictates how the relationship begins primarily versus then who who dictates how it ends. And those type of things are usually left unsaid because people don't want to be honest and admit to that. And what's wild with that is we then ask for a certain thing. So a male wants a certain type of woman. A female wants a certain type of man. Yet we're constantly destroying the imagery of the certain thing that we depict. We want a woman that's going to carry herself in all of these positive manners. But every other line, she's a bitch. She's a hoe. Hoes ain't shit, man. Fuck these sluts. Like, So where's the one that doesn't fit into that, and then flip it. (laughs) Oh, flip it. Because 
women will do the same thing. You know what I mean? He ain't shit. That motherfucker ain't got a job. He can't take care of himself. He ain't no real man. He ain't no fucking daddy. Blah, 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 blah. Like, he don't know how to be a father. Like, and it's just like, but who is this, as Marcus talks about in his book, Mr. Incredible, that you're trying to, you know, depict and, you know, articulate, but everything in you is sour. Same can be said about males. Everything in you is sour. Going back to that alpha, beta, sigma, you know, settings, modes, whatever you want to call it. If you understand how the world around you sees you and you have a certain confidence inside of you, the way you describe the shit that you want or the way that you describe the things that you see has nothing to do with imagery. It's innately yours. And so I feel like we just have been soured by everything. And then we pick up on everybody's negative influences, their negative feelings. And then that helps to describe and depict our situations that usually are not even remotely close. But we just pick up on those. And then we say, yep, you're right. Bitches ain't shit. (laughs) I had an ugly breakup. And though I loved her all the way up until yesterday, and she was really good for me, and she just realized we didn't work no more. The song says she's a bitch, and my people say she ain't shit, and there's plenty of other fish in the sea, and so there we have it. Fuck her. Now I've, excuse my language, I have basically given myself the blueprint on how to navigate relationships going forward. And the same can be said for women and how they do it. And that constantly deteriorates the entirety of everything. And then we project ourselves with those falsities. Because now I have to get my pride back up. And I got to have this alpha stoucher. And apparently I wasn't good enough for her. So now let me go out and get the jewels, the car, a certain job, all this other shit. Get all these people's buy-in. Make me feel a certain way. And now I got an alpha presence about myself. Man, that shit don't work that way. (laughs) You're probably a beta who's faking it or a pseudo alpha who doesn't understand that. And you're giving false projections. But women are seeing you in a certain light and you think that's the right way. And they have even misconstrued and misclassed you. And so therefore, everybody thinks you're an alpha, but you're really not. Because it has nothing to do with the things that the lion does. Because that's not what we do as humans. I'm wrapping all of this back on one spool. This is something that I was, I've always thought. This is something I didn't even really truly understand. Some may say I still don't understand it, but this is what's been rattling around in my head. And so projecting a certain energy, hoping it, it hoping that it elicits a certain response to me is the false alpha setting. But being who you are and people basically seeing you as what you think you may or may not be. It's really what defines that because it's a mindset because you walk through this world knowing your truth, knowing your worth, knowing who you are. And nobody can determine anything but yourself. To me, that's an alpha principle. Probably one of the top ones. So, the reason why any of that's important is because I feel like all of this false shit that we project into the world starts with a simple concept of am I alpha or am I beta or am I sigma or am I whatever the fuck. And then you can do that a million times over with every other situation in your life. I mean, I guess it would be amazing if everybody was just comfortable saying, yeah, man, this is who I am. And in all honesty, until you can reflect on that, you're probably always going to give a false sense of yourself to the world because it's uncomfortable to be vulnerable. But until I just finished that book, Lord, I'm so thankful. Peace again to my line by line club. I'm so thankful that I joined this book club. But until I read that, the subtle art of giving a fuck, a lot of things that I've projected over the years were really presented to me. And I had to really become one with that because I thought that I was trying to 
for lack of better words, portray myself more than what I was. And when I couldn't do that, then my insecurities would show and that would make me uncomfortable. And so maybe I would step away from reality for a little bit and fantasize a little bit, but not just in my mind. Maybe you fantasize a little bit in real life and start doing things that's not really meant for you. Buying certain cars, wearing certain things, saying certain shit about yourself, posting a little bit differently because your your insecurities are, you know, being tested and you don't know how to handle it. But that book gave me a lot of insight on maybe the younger version of myself to then help the older version of myself (laughs) realize who I was and why that was a bad thing and why I don't want my boys to grow up that way. So I may have said a ton of shit here (laughs) that you may disagree with or maybe you agree with. But honestly, the message really comes down to accountability for oneself, understanding who you are, and not having the wrong idea of a positive and or negative depiction. Alpha, beta, sigma, you're still a good person if you are a good person. Alpha, beta, sigma, you're still an asshole if you're an asshole. So if you kind of get what I'm saying, that's where I'm coming from. Look, (laughs) at worst, it's only complicated. And this is complicated. So I appreciate you hanging out with me for a little bit. I appreciate you remaining plugged to the next one. It's your boy, CO. I'm out.